Hub Heroes listeners, this episode is brought to you by Simple Events, a true game changer that integrates with your HubSpot CRM. Ready to revolutionize your event management process? Well, imagine this. You're tasked with planning an event. It could be an intimate workshop or a large-scale corporate event. The thought alone can be daunting. That's where Simple Events transforms your event planning into a smooth, stress-free process. No matter the size of your business or the type of event, in-person or virtual, Simple Events is your ideal partner. Simple Events is a comprehensive solution that simplifies every aspect of event management, from creating detailed attendee lists to setting up efficient workflows. Say goodbye to the hassle of juggling multiple platforms. With Simple Events, everything you need is in one convenient place. That's right. Simple Events is about empowering your events and enhancing every detail using the robust capabilities of the CRM you love. HubSpot. Unlike other tools, you can control the full event experience in your HubSpot portal. Are you ready to revolutionize how you manage events? Then visit SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. That's SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. As a bonus, make sure to use the special Hub Heroes promo code HELPFUL, all capitals, HELPFUL, for an exclusive discount on the Simple Events Pro Plan and step into the world of Simple Events, turning your next event from successful to spectacular. Do you live in a world filled with corporate data? Are you plagued by siloed apartments? Are your lackluster growth strategies demolishing your chances for success? Are you held captive by the evil menace, Lord Lack, lack of time, lack of strategy, and lack of the most important and powerful tool in your superhero tool belt, knowledge? Never fear, Hub Heroes. Get ready to don your cape and mask, move into action, and become the Hub Hero your organization needs. Tune in each week to join the League of Extraordinary Inbound Heroes as we help you educate, empower, and execute. Hub Heroes, it's time to unite and activate your powers. Before we begin, we need to disclose that both Devin and Max are currently employed by HubSpot at the time of this episode's recording. This podcast is in no way affiliated with or produced by HubSpot, and the thoughts and opinions expressed by Devin and Max during the show are that of their own and in no way represent those of their employer. I think before we get into today's episode, we can all agree that our theme song is straight Fire. Let's go. Fire. Everything y'all do, everything y'all do, the quality, the production, the prep work you did for me, the graphics, that everything's A++. I am a huge fan. Although I think my favorite part of that bop continues to be Max and Devon or corporate shills. And if they say something we don't like, Godspeed and good luck to both of you. I think that's my favorite. That's the bridge that leads to the chorus. That brings us here to this moment where every week I tell you all, hello, I am Liz Murphy. I am a content strategist. I am your hub heroes wrangler because we both know George, Devin, and Max need wrangling. And welcome to this week of the Hub Heroes podcast. And we have a very special guest today. The growth-driven king himself, Luke Summerfields. I'm so excited. How you doing, bud? I'm so happy you're here. I'm I'm doing awesome, and uh, 
Yeah, we are firing up already on 2023 at HubSpot, uh, essentially CMS. So I'm like excited to talk about CMS, but also maybe shed some light on where we're going the rest of the year. Oh, say it's not uh, so. Okay, I'm sorry. Are we saying that people people should probably stick around for a little bit? Maybe we'll have some other goodies to let out of the bag today? Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much I could say at this point, but I'll give you at least directionally you know, where we're headed uh, with the product. So you're going to be like years. a little, you're going to be like a little orange fortune cookie. Breaking out little sprocket, oh. little sprocket. Oh my gosh! I feel I'm like so it's Christmas time. I really feel like it's Christmas time right now. I I was excited. Now I'm doubly excited. <laughs> so we weren't enough for you, George. No, Devin you're always enough. You're enough. always enough, man. I have had this conversation with my wife before too. You're always enough. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, fine. We've dedicated episodes to for. No, I'm just kidding. We have dedicated episodes to virtually every single hub. Actually, we have, right? We've talked about why you need to go with Marketing Hub, why you need to go with Sales Hub, why you need to go to Service Hub. Heck, we even brought out Ops Hub. We have talked about Ops Hub. And yet somehow, we have not talked about one of the most important hubs out there, and that is CMS Hub. And it's increasingly becoming one of the most popular as well, which is what we're gonna be digging into today. Now, I'm gonna give my usual disclaimer that we have for these episodes where we're digging in to a hub at a top level. You can either be someone who is considering HubSpot CMS Hub, or you can be someone who already has it. This episode is for both of you because we're gonna be unpacking topics like what are the true superpowers of the HubSpot CMS? What are most people getting wrong about the HubSpot CMS Hub? And how are current users not maximizing it to its fullest potential? Oh, I can't and wait for that just... part. I can't wait for that part. I'm just going to say I'm so excited. You are just having a good day, George. You're just excited, man. I am. I really am. <laughs> okay, but let's set you up for success this week, George, because we can't have a repeat of the last two episodes. Who are we doing this for, George? The... This whole episode is for the humans. Right out the bat for you people. But of course, as we already let the cat out of the bag, we are not. Max, we miss you. Congrats on your new house. Go over to LinkedIn and say congrats to Max. But this week in the chair, we already have told you we've got the one and only Luke Summerfield, who not only is our GDD <laughs> king, he is the director of product and GTM of CMS Hub. And we are here to talk about all things CMS. Gentlemen, are you ready? Let's go. Awesome. Let's do so it. I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with a deep existential, like philosophical question. Why does the HubSpot CMS exist? Luke, talk to me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, as you all know, one of our, our mission at HubSpot is to help millions of businesses grow better. And there is no world where a business grows better without a website. And so when you think about what marketers are trying to achieve, they're trying to generate traffic and attention. They're trying to convert those visitors into leads and then eventually turn those folks into revenue. Again, there's no world where the website doesn't play some part of that. And so what we found over the years, we've had a CMS for a really long time, actually since the dawn of HubSpot history. And it's sort of taken a couple different forms over the years to, to the point where we relaunched 
launched it in 2020 as official hub, what we realized is that when folks try to work with systems outside of HubSpot, they run into a lot of walls. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go. But we said the best way that the best way that we can empower marketers is to do something all in one and do something that combines with all our other tools. And so that's why we doubled down on CMS Hub. I love, by the way, I got to jump in here. I love that Luke painted the picture of a journey around the CMS. And, and Liz, that your first question is, why does it exist? Because again, as the person who is not here shilling for big orange sprocket, when if you would have asked me this when it first came out, my answer would have been like, mm, I don't know why it exists, but it's here. Now, after 2020, it's real simple for me to make my life easier and to give me more power where it's important. That's what I would say why the HubSpot CMS exists now today in 2023 and moving forward. Yeah. And, and maybe actually to just give a little col- like uh, context on why we decided to invest heavily and relaunch it as a hub in 2020, we saw a couple things. One, we saw that when we talked to customers who inevitably needed to work on their website and they were using some other system, they were just sort of handcuffed in terms of making any changes to the site. They always had to work through a developer, through an IT team. It was just really slowing down everything that they could do. And like George was saying, they just were not empowered to be able to get the work done that they needed. The other thing that we saw was if you look at all of SaaS, everyone in SaaS has moved to a cloud-based SaaS structure. I should say everyone in software has moved to a SaaS-based structure. And for some reason, the only software that hasn't moved to cloud-based SaaS is the CMS world. You still have this world of having to self-host, having to do plugin updates, having to do maintenance and management, security issues, all these things that really don't help your business grow. And we saw an opportunity as you see emerging CMSs like the Wix, the Squarespaces, the Shopify's who are all moving to SaaS that we could continue to build a SaaS-based CMS. And so we want to do that. And the third thing that we saw, which I think we're going to talk a little bit more about in the future too, is you know that we're uniquely able to solve for what a company needs. Because if you look at the way the world is going, the companies that are able to personalize the experience that they give their customers are the ones that are winning. And so there's no world to be able to create a personalized experience if you don't have all your customer data at your fingertips. And so that's the other thing that I think we were seeing is that customers were struggling to be able to craft these good personalized experiences when you have your CRM over here and your Google Analytics over here and your CMS over here. And so they were just really limited on what they could do. So all those things came together along with the fact that we had at the time and still have very strong customer MPS on the CMS, really strong usage. Uh, we have a ton of folks using multi-hubs with it. Just gave us the confidence to go big in 2020. And you know, since then, it's changed even a lot more and it will continue. This leads me nicely into my next question because my response to that, first of all, the question is, what do we love about it? And I feel like we're already waxing poetic. We're writing those belated Valentines to CMS. And Devin, I'm gonna wanna get your thoughts on this, but first, Luke, you touched on something which I think is the number one thing that I love about it. Because I've been using HubSpot now since about 2013, and I remember just those friction feelings of, okay, because I was at an inbound agency, my client's website is in WordPress. Our agency website is in WordPress. Now I have to shift platforms in order to do from website work to HubSpot work and back and forth. And I think all of us know, and probably people listening know, or if you don't, you should, every time you have disparate pieces, disparate connect things connected together through APIs or permissions or Zapier. 
you're introducing potential points of failure, but you're also creating the scenario where you have to know two different platforms. So I love what you said about like having all of the data intelligence at your fingertips, but even in a more practical way, you have everything in one house. It's data that's all talking to each other. It's not trying to patchwork together two separate systems, but make them look externally like it's the same experience for your customers. And I think number, that number one, that is one of the big things I like about it. And number two, that, that accessibility feature of I can do some A-B testing, I can make some changes on the fly and not have to wait three weeks for a developer to actually get around to helping me. That is a huge check in my book. But Devin, what do you love about it? What do you love about the CMS? I'm ready for him to spit fire. I don't know about you. Well, honestly, I, I feel like the fire has already been spat, Liz. You you absolutely crushed it. I'm the fire spitter? You are the fire, the fire spitter. spitter. <laughs> all, all, the, the best that I can do is continue to uh, to build on what you were saying. The, the biggest thing is that I loved about it. And uh, when I was using it, I built my first CMS hub website when it was just a website add-on in 2015, 2016, something like that. But the, 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 the thing that I, I love about it is that your entire conversion path is in one system. And that's nuts. The fact that you can do your attract, engage, and delight all in the same place where before, like Liz said, you would have to jump out and hop into WordPress. And then depending on your skill level will be determined whether or not someone in their right mind will actually let you touch it. And so with, with CMS Hub, I mean, you have revision history in case somebody blows something up. This is something that we use regularly at HubSpot when we're troubleshooting things that we've done wrong. Happened literally the other day. One of my coworkers is like, I'm trying to embed this code and it's not working. What's going on? And it's like, okay, let me jump in and I'm going to help you with the system. And me being having a part of my background is as a developer, I was able to get a little deeper into the weeds on what we were working on, but it's all the same system. And she doesn't need to be a developer to use it. She doesn't even need to be a designer. She didn't even need to learn CSS from when she was updating her MySpace page back in the day. It's literally, <laughs> you could just go in and if you can use Word, if you could use Google Docs, you'll be able to survive in HubSpot CMS. It's interesting because when I hear Liz and you, Devin, the word that comes to mind for me is it enables teams. It enables humans, right? And and a big pay, I want to go in a different direction than what you guys have talked about because there literally is some mental angst that happens when I help clients that have a WordPress, a Drupal, you know, .NET Nuke, whatever type of website that they're trying to actually just integrate with HubSpot because where my brain goes is the idea of something being able to be a campaign and it could be the product pages, it could be the landing pages, it could be the blog pages, it could be the form, it could be the email, it could be the call to actions, it could be the workflows, it could be the list. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of ish. 
Like, but having all of that connected in one place and being able to easily report and able to easily report the success or failure of major buckets of your online presence and sales process is freaking priceless. And the other thing I'll add here is what HubSpot has done an amazing job at with the HubSpot CMS is it bridges the gap of being as nerdy as the most nerd would need it to be and as simple as the most simple marketer would want it to be. And that that is that is freaking phenomenal to be able to say that about a CMS. Luke, how did you all pull that off? Because I have to agree, that's what's wild about it. Indeed. You know what I mean? Like there are the baked in benefits of like, if you're using HubSpot, I don't care if WordPress can do my taxes. Why don't you have your website on HubSpot? You know what I mean? But there is that piece of, if we're just looking at the quote unquote features and benefits, our favorite thing in the B2B space, how did you guys pull that off? Yeah, I mean, like in terms of, of balancing the flexibility for a developer and the easy use for a marketer, I, it's, I mean, it wasn't easy and we're still working at it. And actually some of the things that I can hint to in the future uh, that, that's in beta right now, I'll actually be taking steps even further. But you no, know, I think at the end of the day, it's important that, that the reason, going back to like the why, we built CMS Hub to empower marketers to build personalized digital experiences that drive those business results. And so it is important to note that this is a CMS for marketers, that we are building for marketers to empower them. But to your point, we recognize that developers and designers are absolutely important, absolutely critical to the process. And so what, the way we approach it is, we wanna make sure that develop, uh, designers are not limited in any way. They can design anything they want on the system and they can pass that off to a developer. And from there, a developer is not limited in any way either. They have all the frameworks, the tools, the local development, the um, the revision history tooling, everything that they're used to working with, and they basically can be off to the races. But where it meets is the intersection of all of that sort of backend systems and then the really easy to use UI that we layer on top for marketers, the, the in-page editors where the marketers do their work. And we've just figured out a way over time and it, it wasn't easy some of you probably remember over time where we used to have do a lot more in the design manager and like that was like okay for the marketer not as good for the developer and now we have local development cli and local development for developers we have this like really slick drag and drop easy to use visual interface that's really one of the big changes when we relaunched it was to create two distinct editing experiences for each group but it's something that we're going to continue chipping away at and just make it easier and easier for marketers and give it more and more power for developers yeah liz i know you've got another question but before you do i have to go back a few steps here and luke by the way straight up fire love it liz you said it, uh, you don't care if wordpress can do your taxes liz i i personally would not want wordpress to do my taxes because fundamentally i know that wordpress is not secure and if you think it's secure it won't be with some plug-in update and that's one thing else that i love about the hubspot cms they have an entire security team i would much rather hubspot cms do my taxes then WordPress do my taxes. I'm just going to draw the line right here. I completely agree with that. That's one of my favorite things is that I literally have clients where I just watch periodically. Part, like I watch, it's not if or when, when parts of their site will break. Plugins become unsupported. Developers become non-responsive. If something happens catastrophic with your website, there is no there is no WordPress real customer service that can help you. So that's a good point. But again, even if the value prop was there, George, even if it did my taxes... Talk to my girlfriend so I don't have to when their guy does them wrong again over brunch and I can just show up when it's mimosa time. Well, like, I go. genuinely do not care. It could literally be Keanu Reeves incarnate as a CMS platform. 
if I have HubSpot, why am I not also putting my website there? It just doesn't make sense to not have it all under one roof. Totally agree. So yes, I did have another question. So here's what I want to throw out to the group. One of the things that we've talked a lot in previous episodes, and George, you talk about this all the time, is the fact that at its core, HubSpot, whether you're when you're looking across the hubs, is a CRM. So what is that need from a CMS on top of a CRM? What superpowers come with that? And just so we're all clear, right? CMS, that's our that's your content management system. CRM, that's your that's your customer relationship management system. I know we're throwing out a lot of acronyms. It's like we're in my hometown of DC, people talking about all the different acronyms that they work for. But Luke, can you talk to me a bit about that? Yeah, and I think it's actually one of the things going back to, you know, the we talked a little bit about the personalized experiences, but it's really one of the things that sets us apart from really any other SMB and mid-market CMS. And I'm going to get techie for a second. When you think of any CMS, there's basically two layers that you talk about. There's the data layer. That's like all the information, all the content, all the bits and bytes in WordPress. That would be like your MySQL database that's storing all this data inside of it. And then you have the presentation layer, which is the visual layer that when someone comes to the site, what do they actually see? And so I think it's important that we do have a CMS that's living on top of the CRM. And basically what we've done is turned our CRM into that data layer. And so the beauty of that is a couple of things. One, for anyone who's used our CRM, you know that for mere mortals, non-techie people, it's quite a bit easier to use than jumping into a MySQL database and trying to make updates to a database. So it empowers your team to be able to go into the CRM, update data and sync data from other systems very easily using things like Ops Hub to be able to have like a source of truth of all of your customer data and have it in a way that's easily usable by your team, easily usable and modifiable. Then we're able to pull that data up into the presentation layer and dynamically change the experience on the site based off of the CRM data that we have. And there's a couple ways that we can do that. We have marketer tools to do that. We have developer related tools to do that. If I touch on one that uh, I'll, I'll talk about the developer one because I, I think probably some of y'all are f more familiar with the marketer, the smart content. So maybe one of y'all can chime in if you've used that before. But I know Devin uh, wants to talk about that for sure. <laughs> Look at that face. You can't see, but oh my God, the grin. So the developer side, again, getting a little techie here, essentially you're able to use languages like GraphQL to query any data within the CRM and pull that data up into that presentation layer and display it so that's uniquely for that individual. So I'll give you a, a concrete example for those listening. Imagine that you have a bunch of realtors who are using your CRM and they have a bunch of things like realty listings, they have the realtors, you have you know, your customers or your prospects, you know, basically your contacts property. You can now create associations between all these things. When a customer comes to your website and they favorite one of the properties or they like one of the properties, that gets stored on their contact record, there's an association created between the property and there's an association that's created between the realtor who manages that property. Then we can pull all that information back up and the next time that someone visits the site, we can dynamically change everything around it knowing that there's those associations with the person coming to the site. So again, a little techie, but um, kind of the developer angle of how to do some of this personalization stuff. And where it gets real powerful is, you know, again, if you use the CRM and you use the CMS, and that's it. You don't use any other hubs. You don't use any other outside systems. Like there's some value there in terms of like you can get into the data on the CRM side and update it and make all these connections that we talked about. It gets more powerful when you also have your marketing automation tool, marketing hub, 
also feeding data into that unified data layer. And you have your sales rep and your service reps all using it and all feeding into that unified data layer. Now you can get even more complex experiences on the site. Enrich it with third-party data, not third-party data, but external data sources. Like if you have a DRP, having that unified data layer, again, is just like the, your, your source of truth, your snapshot, and gets super, super powerful for bubbling that up to the experiences you build on top of you know, your website. That's amazing. Now let's let's go back to the other piece of this though. George, I know you want to chime in here, but I want to have Devin talk for a moment about the thing that Luke teed up, which is smart content. Smart content is to me one of the greatest unsung heroes on the internet, let alone HubSpot CMS. If you wanted to have a message and position it in two different ways for two different groups of people. And they go to the website, you know, someone has dropped information on a form. And so now you know that this person works in vertical A, where another person works in vertical B. You can change the content based on their form submission, which is like the sexiest and simplest thing that a marketer with no developer experience, someone who's who doesn't have custom objects set up, someone who doesn't have anything special going on in their, their setup. This is something you can do out of the box. And you can do it even without having the cookie dropped. You can do it by region. You can do it by time zone. You can do it by language, though I don't recommend that one because issues with uh, SEO can prop up later. I'll give you an example. I used to work in, and I, I talk about this a lot. I, I, I used to do marketing for a shower base manufacturer. And I know that the military has completely different nomenclature for shower bases than a university. And they both have different nomenclature for shower bases than uh, a mental health institution. And so we have all these different verticals, have all this different nomenclature. What I can do is I can make it so people... Hub Heroes listeners, this episode is brought to you by Simple Events, a true game changer that integrates with your HubSpot CRM. Ready to revolutionize your event management process? Well, imagine this. You're tasked with planning an event. It could be an intimate workshop or a large-scale corporate event. The thought alone can be daunting. That's where Simple Events transforms your event planning into a smooth, stress-free process. No matter the size of your business or the type of event, in-person or virtual, Simple Events is your ideal partner. Simple Events is a comprehensive solution that simplifies every aspect of event management, from creating detailed attendee lists to setting up efficient workflows. Say goodbye to the hassle of juggling multiple platforms. With Simple Events, everything you need is in one convenient place. That's right. Simple Events is about empowering your events and enhancing every detail using the robust capabilities of the CRM you love, HubSpot. Unlike other tools, you can control the full event experience in your HubSpot portal. Are you ready to revolutionize how you manage events? Then visit SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. That's SidekickStrategies.com forward slash simple. As a bonus, make sure to use the special Hub Heroes promo code HELPFUL, all capitals, HELPFUL, for an exclusive discount on the Simple Events Pro Plan and step into the world of Simple Events, turning your next event from successful to spectacular. Can identify which vertical they're in and then tailor the language, not 
completely change it, just tailored enough that it makes sense to them. So instead of saying shower base, I'll say shower pan. A very small change, but it means the world to the people who are working on it because I, they say shower base actually means something completely different to someone else. They think it means the floor underneath what they call a shower pan. If you're shopping at Home Depot, Home Depot calls them shower pants. But regardless of what they call them, what I want is I want messaging that I can put in that'll resonate with them. If it's someone who is a repeat visitor who has downloaded a whole bunch of my stuff who has landed themselves on a smart list that says I should possibly be more aggressive with, with my calls to action, their website experience can be completely different than Joe Schmo off the street who is just pulling information off my website. That is one of my favorite out of the box non-nerdy things that you can do like and when i mean nerdy i mean nerd like like luke not nerd like george but <laughs> whoa whoa george is gonna have to lay down on his davenport after that Dang. yeah yeah i moved it out to the veranda after last week by the way too so i'm good to go <laughs> okay george suck on a word because it's not your turn yet we'll get to you all right let me put my cane to the side and get my candy i actually use a cane but the thing, only when the weather is bad, my osteoarthritis acts up. But the thing is, is that you can make an experience that resonates with your target audience out of the box. It's, it's a functionality you don't need a developer for. And it's something that people know about in landing pages, something that people know about in email, but it's so criminally underutilized in the CMS product that you can, you know, change your website based on, like, we could talk about Netflix, for example. Most people don't know this, but if you look at my Netflix and then look at, say, George's Netflix, it's going to be two completely different experiences, even if we're being recommended the same title, because Netflix makes subtle changes based on demographics. Case in point, I'm going to see a whole lot of black people in the thumbnails even if it's a black guy who was in the minute in the movie for six minutes. And the reason is, is because Netflix knows, surprise, I'm a black guy. And I'm probably going to try and get content that resonates with me. As opposed to George is not. And so he's going to have content that has people with him in it. And that's a thing that most people don't think about because they're so into their own experience. But my Facebook looks completely different than George's Facebook. My Internet experience is different than his just because of how we use the internet and who we are demographically. There's no reason why you can't do that too in order to create something that resonates with your audience. Yeah, put yeah, me yeah, in, coach. George. Put me in, coach. Yep. Come on, put George, me in. It's time oh to rise God. off the Davenport. <laughs> rise <laughs> off the Davenport. Yo. Let's do it. George, Yo, I took, let I her took rip. a nap. I took a nap. I'm excited. Listen, here's the deal. Like, if you're listening to this and you still think of your website as a brochure, even if you just think of your website as just a website, you need to listen to the words that are about to come out of my mouth. Everything in your being, your fiber, needs to realize that, no, it is an experience. And if you start to think about experience and what Devin laid down about smart content, and if you listen to what Luke was talking about, which by, in my simple brain if i simplify it it's literally streamlined intelligence and if you can take that intelligence and that smart content you can start to create these experiences specific to the humans that you're actually helping and by the way when you customize experience for the humans 
I'm just saying that's when the cash register rings and you start to drive revenue, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, I got a little bit of a story here. Because, Devin, you talked about the content, the language. Let's imagine for a second there was a website. I don't know. We'll call it hubheroes.com. Let's imagine that you could actually get badges. And because you got a badge, you got added to a list. Not only could I change the language, I can change the color scheme, the sections you see and don't see, the new content that you're provided because you're a member or not a member, like the power that you have to create any type of experience. It's not a website. It is literally your 24-7 store, your 24-7 sales rep, your 24-7 theater that you can bring people into. I'm going to cut it down. Somebody else take the mic. I don't know about you all, but did, did we just go to marketing church? <laughs> did that just happen? I'm going to riff on what George was saying for a minute, because I think this was like a big epiphany for me and a big epiphany for us at HubSpot was for years, we've sort of grown up that like, hey, the website is to generate leads, generate visitors. It's for like top of the funnel marketing. And like, that's where that's where we're going to start. That's where we're going to focus our energy. And it's kind of like blinders on as marketers. I, I grew up as a marketer. It's like kind of blinders on as a marketer that that's like the purpose of the site. And although that's true, and although that's probably the best place to start, depending on your goals, that's such a limited view on the power of how you can leverage your website. What we found is that when you think of the terms of digital experiences like George was talking about, those digital experiences aren't limited to just the main corporate.com marketing site. And so what we've seen at HubSpot with our customers is folks using CMS Hub for all kinds of different types of experiences from building event platforms on top of it to building member subscription sites like George was alluding to, dedicated regional sites or product launch sites, learning management systems and course sites. You could have intranets. We have customers that do internal sites for their employees, for employee onboarding and employee enablement sites, portals, partner relationship management portals. If you have a partner program and you need to like onboard new partners and give them access, you can build. Those are all like different experiences that you can build that CMS can power. And right. So there's, there's this whole idea of like, we have a lot of customers that like their main corporate.com. They're like, we just redesigned it. It's going to be a massive thing. We're like not ready to like tackle another redesign right now. Totally cool. You could still use CMS hub in all different ways to empower these other teams and just think about other parts of the flywheel where there's an experience that you need to power. So I think George, you know, George, you're spot on with the different different ways to think about your site in terms of just think of it like an experience, not just a marketing brochure. And, and you can do all of those things without having bloated JS and bloated CSS in the background. You can do all of these things with, I don't know if any of you guys remember what it was like buying a computer in the nineties and early two thousands, but it came with everything you don't need. And it was immediately slow. If you bought a computer, the first thing you did for the first three hours was take everything that the manufacturer installed off of it. That's what it's like running with a lot of the free websites. You're getting what you pay for where you're ending up, even if this one page is only doing one thing, it's running the scripts for the 30,000 things that you use the different aspects of the website for, which is how you slow down. With HubSpot, that's not something you have to worry about. So I want to pivot the conversation here. I want to pivot a bit because we have waxed poetic about so many incredible things about the CMS Hub, right? 
We've talked about security. We've talked about drag and drop. We've talked about accessibility. George talked about membership and doing all of these really fantastic things. We talked about smart content, but I want to talk about some of the ways it can go wrong. Some of the mistakes that people can make. And I actually want to start this discussion because it actually piggybacks off of the thing that I said I love, right? It is so easy to use. It is so accessible. It reminds me of Jurassic Park sometimes of just because you can doesn't mean you should. How many of you have ever succumbed to this urge yourself or work for people who do not understand that this is something that's not good? You do testing, but you don't run the tests long enough. You're constantly tinkering and changing. You're not making smart iterations based on data, feedback. You're doing it on guts and assumptions. So I think the most common mistake that people make is that before they get the keys to the HubSpot Corvette that is being pulled up to their driveway. They're not sitting and they're having the conversations about how are we not going to crash it? How are we going to make sure that when we decide to make changes, it's with proper governance, it's with proper reasoning and feedback. I'm not saying introduce tons of bureaucracy and red tape, but I have seen things where it's like my dudes, my sisters <laughs> and brothers in HubSpot church. Can we please stop touching something and let it run? That's the one of the number one things I've seen. Man, I don't know who wants to follow that. I think that was like church 2.0 right there for a minute. But, but here's the thing. I do want to double down on some things that I think go in this place of mistakes too. One is I'll be like, hey, are you using the HubSpot CMS? And they'll be like, yes. And I'll go and look and they'll actually be on old school HubSpot templates. And I'll be like, oh, honey, let's talk because... I'm about to change your world. And and honestly, like probably a good 70% of my business since I started George B. Thomas LLC has either been migrating people to HubSpot CMS or migrating people from templates to themes. Because going from templates to themes dramatically changes the things that you're maybe doing wrong. But also, even when I get people into themes, there's still some things I want to talk about HubSpot CMS and what they might be doing wrong. One is maybe a feature that you don't know exists is that they are not going into the content tab and actually renaming their sections and modules so that they make sense to what people will need to put in in the future for those sections that easily understand this is the page, the page layout and what's happening on it versus like, I don't know why there's three image modules. Well, those there's, there's supposed to be certain things. You can rename them, right? So do, doing that. Also, the amount of people that are not using saved sections to actually duplicate parts of their website across like pages with ease is absolutely mind-blowing to me when i go in and show people look i can create an entire pillar page functionality section that you can now drop on the next five seven pillar pages that you create over time with that nice little sticky table of contents that you don't have to worry about building they're like oh my god it's the second coming of jesus or something no it's a saved section in hubspot that's all it is and here's the other thing that drives me nuts when you have this much power that we've talked about is that you're not thinking mobile first and not to beat a 
broken drum, but the fact that you're not thinking user experience first. Like, those are the majors for me, that you haven't moved to themes, you're not using themes and save sections properly, and you're not thinking about experience and the mobile user because we're all busy and we're all on the move. I'll, I'll yeah. definitely second the, uh, the templates and themes. Again, in 2020, when we launched it, that's when we switched to the theme concept, and it is it is literally a different product, 2020 and beyond. So if you haven't taken a look at it, if you looked in the past, if you built your site pre-2020, it's worth another look at what it does today. I'll give one quick quick pet peeve of mine, uh, in addition to what George was saying, and then Devin, if you got something to add, the, the one that just, and this is not CMS specific, this is not CMS subspecific. It is using bad best practices for speed and performance, uploading two megabyte images, having like six widgets all triggering at the same time on a page, having a video embed with a chat with four CTAs and a form and this and that. There's just very, very simple. We hear the feedback a lot of times. We're like, man, my site's running slow. Like, what can I do to improve it? And it's nine times out of 10, it's just use good best practices because the things they're tripping up on are going to trip you up on any CMS, not necessarily exclusive to CMS up. Yeah, absolutely. And to go along in the same vein, waiting for the site to be quote unquote finished before you launch it. A, your site's never going to be, if you're doing it right, your site's never going to be finished. Your site is something that's supposed to grow and be iterated upon and you can get stuck in analysis paralysis and try and nitpick until you're done if only there were some sort of methodology that you can i don't know apply the growth driven mentality to your design then, almost as if you need a, like a launch pad yes and oh. then you move on from there some sort of like a launch smartly. pad website that covers the core of what it is that you need in order to function online and then iterate and grow from there and 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 just you know progress in sprints that i think that's that's a really helpful idea and and like like luke said these these aren't just specific to hubspot cms these are best practices in general if if you want to be successful it's, it's basically like waiting to get in the water before you learn how to swim it's it's like you you are learning how to swim before you get in the water i should say it, it doesn't it, it's not going to work you can't do it you you got to get out there and then build now on the flip side like liz said what you don't want to do is over iterate and constantly tinker and toy with this thing you you want to build wait analyze repeat but yeah that's that's i'd say one of the biggest mistakes people make in general along with the absolute gold of two megabyte images uploading to the website <laughs> like non-optimized images uploading gifs that are three megabytes that could just as easily be a vector file it's like ladies and gentlemen first of all learn what uh webp and svg graphics are please if you don't do anything else after this episode learn what those are and by the way Devin, the icing on the cake it would be great if we lived in a world that you could actually get a certification on that whole like launch pad growth design thingy that would be amazing uh, hubspot academy should think about doing a growth driven design certification that people could take to do what we're actually talking about today. That would be nice. Uh, there is one. I'll, I'll link it. I was going to say something quippy, but at that point, I think the shtick had already gone too far. Okay, so uh, two two points of order here because I want to bring this conversation to a close. Number one, all those in favor of Luke coming back and talking about this mythical, wondrous, beautiful thing called growth-driven design, all please say aye. 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 Most 
Motion carries. Fantastic. We'll have you back, Luke. Now, Luke, you were promised you were going to crack open your little orange sprocket fortune cookie for us. What's the future hold for HubSpot, CMS, whatever you've got, Muffin? What do you, what do you want to share? I mean, I, I think a lot of the things that make us unique is really what we're going to continue doing, right? It's, it's helping marketers, empowering them to build personalized experiences that drive business growth. It's finding balance between the power for developers and the easy use for marketers. And so there's a number of areas we're exploring. One area exploring, I probably anyone listening here, you probably have are sick of chat GPT at this point and what generative AI possibilities are out there. But that is a world that we're looking uh, and exploring into on how we can empower HubSpot customers in CMS Hub, but also across all of the platform to empower them um, through some of these new technologies. There's another area that's booming right now which is the world of digital commerce, e-commerce. And I think there's a lot of opportunity that we can help our customers do commerce better, whether they're doing it 100% in HubSpot or whether they're using dedicated tools. There's a lot of work for us to do there. And so that's a big place that we're exploring as well. The uh, Some of the other areas I think um, that's exciting, maybe for some of the more techie folks down here, you know, again, trying to do more for the developers, there's a world we're working towards, we'll see when we get there, that we're exploring where, you know, today you can build that presentation layer that we talked about using a lot of the things built into HubSpot today, things like Hubble and obviously CSS and HTML. And we're working towards a world where you can build the entire front end in JavaScript and you could have fast, static, front-end presentation layer websites all built in React. And so that's like an interesting thing that we announced at the last developer day in October, and we're making good progress on a beta there. And so I think if there's any other like juicy ones I could I could um, throw out here for you. Are there any like don't areas- Don't get in trouble. Don't, don't get in trouble. <laughs> are there any uh, juicy areas that are on your minds that you're like, man, I would love CMS Hub to be able to do this. I, I mean, to be honest with you, when you said like, Ecom and HubSpot CMS and started to like that gets me excited. Like for years, I'm like, I wonder if there'll ever be like an ecom hub that you can actually like plug in. And I love payments, by the way, and, and and steps that we're going with payments. And I think maybe that's the the child that might grow up to a teenager and an adult in the future. So that excites me. So uh, yeah, it's early yeah. early days. I mean, we're we're there's a lot you can do in the commerce space from you know events to full blown shopping systems to subscriptions. System. There's a lot we can do, so it's early days, but we know that there's a lot of customers that uh, you know we have some opportunities to help them with. So we'll see where it all comes to fruition. When you said commerce, out. I almost started drooling. I may have at one point had to design an entire product catalog using Hubble and HubDB in order to have a dynamic product catalog of shower bases. So that, um, and, and shower accessories. So the idea of uh, e-commerce and the product catalog website having native functionality in HubSpot CMS, it, it brings me great joy in and around my heart. I'll give you one last quick hit one that just came to my mind. The other thing that we've been investing a lot in the last year is our ecosystem around our marketplace and the themes and the assets that are available in the marketplace for you to download for free and paid. We are working on the ability to, I would say by the end of the year, to be able to do individual modules. So if you need an individual module, pop in there, find the module you need, download it in. So it's just going to open the door to like basically, Ooh. you know, adding and adjusting and, and you know, building out your site 
iteratively uh, as you need one module at a time. Yeah, we might need a minute after that. But here's the thing. Liz, before we close, I want to re-ask this question because you asked, what does the future hold for HubSpot CMS? Where I want to go with that is I want the listeners to ask themselves, what does the future hold for HubSpot CMS if it's my website. What are all the things that I've heard the hub heroes tell me the hub hero in training, the hub hero in my organization that I can be like, man, the future with HubSpot CMS would equal XYZ ABC one, two, three for me. That's what I want to leave them thinking about. That's way more profound than what I'm going to leave everybody with. <laughs> because guess what I did? Luke sparked, Luke sparked a fire with me in me to bring back my great, chat gbt haiku writing machine i feel like this is going to become a periodic feature so i had chat gbt while you guys were spitting fire write haikus about each of you write me a haiku about luke summerfield and hubspot amidst hubspot's growth luke summerfield's brilliance glows marketing magic we got two more i'm very excited about these write a haiku about devin bellamy being my favorite hub hero devin bellamy my favorite hub hero shines Bright like inbound stars. Finally, write me a haiku about George B. Thomas and oh, Werther's Originals go. candies. Oh, here. <laughs> George B. Thomas rocks. Werther's Originals in hand. Sweetness in his talks. Oh, yeah. I'll take that. Uh, that that's that a actually one. came out pretty dope. Yeah. I'm a little mad about it, but it works. <laughs> I almost wrote back, be meaner, try again, but I'm not going to do that. I don't want to <laughs> say he's old. No, kidding. Anyway, and with that, thank you so much for joining us today, Luke. You are amazing. There was a lot of fire spit in this episode. Luke, if anybody wants to find you, connect with you, ask you more questions, where can they find you? LinkedIn's the best. You can shoot shoot me a message on LinkedIn or connect on LinkedIn and, and uh, would love to love to chat with folks. Fantastic. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you as always for listening to us each and every week. If you have a topic you want us to cover, let us know. If you have a haiku request, let me know. If you want to tell us how stinking smart and amazing we are, go do that in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever your provider is. Because homies, we love reviews. And I told you, I have a goal of 50 reviews this year. Let's get that number happening so more people have the chance to become hub heroes like you. And that's it, guys. Get off my recording line. Goodbye. Okay, Hub Heroes, we've reached the end of another episode. Will Lord Lack continue to loom over the community, or will we be able to defeat him in the next episode of the Hub Heroes podcast? Make sure you tune in and find out in the next episode. Make sure you head over to thehubheroes.com to get the latest episodes and become part of the League of Heroes. FYI, if you're part of the League of Heroes, you'll get the show notes right in your inbox, and they come with some hidden power-up potential as well. Make sure you share this podcast with a friend, leave a review if you like what you're listening to, and use the hashtag, hashtag HubHeroesPodcast, on any of the socials and let us know what strategy conversation you'd like to listen into next. Until next time, when we meet and combine our forces, remember to be a happy, helpful, humble human, and of course, always be looking for a way to be someone's hero.